Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Serving to Masters. You, you may not be consciously aware of it, but you will be by the time you leave this morning. That in life we really are pulled between two masters and pretty much on a daily basis we choose which master we are going to serve. And the Bible says you're going to serve one or the other. Where does it talk about that? Well, in Luke chapter 16, verse number 13. The Lord says, no servant, that's us, we're the servants, can serve two masters. And he explains. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Now, what's he talking about? Okay, we're the servants. And he says, you can't do it. In other words, people try to do it. Whether you are aware of it or not, you may be doing it. And he says, you may think you can get away with it. But his point is, you cannot. Glenn McMorris cannot. Sharon McMorris cannot. None of you can serve two masters. Okay, That's, that kind of makes sense. What are the two masters that we're dealing with? Something you and I have to deal with every day, and none of us are exempt. There's not a person in here say this doesn't apply to me. I, I choose to opt out. You, you, you don't have that option. What's he talking about? He says, you cannot serve God and mammon. He says, you can't do it. And the implication is, you you may try. And you may fool yourself. But you can't. We know who God is. Mammon, what's mammon? Mammon is is basically our money. It it, it can be stuff, it can be things. but, But basically, in the context here, it's talking about money. Now, why is this important to you this morning? Why, why should it matter to you what I'm about to say? Because when you understand this verse and you accept it and then make the changes necessary to make sure that you're serving God, you are going to, number one, be in a better position to be blessed financially. It may seem a bit ironic, But when you decide, I am going to put God before money, the odd thing about this is you are going to be in a better position to be blessed with money rather than serving money, thinking that that's how you're going to get more. The the second blessing you're going to get from this, if you will open your heart to what's being taught from God's word and if you're willing to change now, if you're not willing to change, I don't even know why you're here this morning. Because we preach the Bible in part to make corrections in our life, to get us off the wrong path and onto the right path. But the second thing that can be accomplished from this this morning is it frees you from unnecessary anxiety. You know, finances can be a source of great anxiety. 
when, we're, when we don't know Bible principles about finances and we mess it all up and we make poor decisions, oh man, it can be just one of the worst things you have to deal with. How am I going to pay this bill? I'm going to have to borrow from Peter to pay Paul? No, when you understand the Bible principles and you trust God at his word and you make the necessary changes, not only are you going to be in a better position to be blessed of God, But with that will come a great reduction in anxiety. So the Lord makes the statement here that is profound. You cannot serve God and money. Once when Mark Twain was lecturing in Utah, a Mormon acquaintance argued with him on the subject of polygamy. After a long and rather heated debate, the Mormon finally said, Can you find me a single passage of Scripture which forbids polygamy? Certainly, replied Twain. No man can serve two masters, was his response. And that's true. You can't serve two masters. Now, if you were to ask the average Christian about this, they would say that's absurd. The very idea that I would be serving money. They might concede, yes, I need it, I use it, and I have some financial goals, but serve money? No, I serve God. The the idea is, is preposterous. But understand this before we're too quick to make that conclusion. Sometimes an accurate self assessment of ourselves can be rather difficult and challenging. We can actually be in denial about serving money when really we're doing it, but we don't acknowledge it. Let, let, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. If you've seen the, the program Intervention, where people that are addicted to various things are, are confronted by their families, and even though everybody in their family knows they have a problem, they don't know they have a problem. And they think their family is, is crazy. They think their family has, has it all wrong. And they, they are vehement about maintaining, in spite of the concerns of the family, that they don't have a problem. And they say, no, you know, yes, I use alcohol, but, you know, I, I've got it under control. I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, addicted, and it's really not affecting me. I'm afraid when God looks down to heaven on this topic... He sees all too often that same kind of response in, res- in, in, in response to his ultimatum to us that we are not to serve God and mammon. I think, in fact, many people are in denial. They contend that they serve God and not money. But the reality may be different. Let me ask you this morning. On this topic, can you say, and of course don't answer out loud or raise your hand, but can you say, Pastor, I, as far as I know, I am not serving money. I am not serving mammon. Well, how about I give you an objective self-test this morning? It's the hardest part of the message, okay? So stick, stick with me. This is the hardest part because it might reveal something you might be uncomfortable with, but that's okay because if you're uncomfortable, you're wrong. At least not according to what I say, but according to what the Bible teaches. So before you answer the question, let me give you a little mental exercise And you answer these questions, and then, 
ask yourself, hmm, can I say for sure that I'm not serving mammon? Number one, when God says tithe and money says, no, hold on to me, and you choose to hold on to the money and you don't tithe for whatever excuse you have, that's a pretty good indication you're serving money. It may be painful to hear, but I love you enough. You know, you go to the doctor, you say, doctor, tell me like it is. You don't want a doctor to take shortcuts and say, you got a problem I can fix, but you're going to be uncomfortable if I tell you about the problem. No, you want the doctor to tell you what the problem is. You want the pastor to tell you what the problem is. When God says tithe and money says no, hold on, and that's what money says. Hold on to me. If you hold on to the money... Who are you really serving? How about when God says, assemble yourselves together, and money says, miss church so you can make more money, and you choose to miss church? That's a pretty good indication that if one is saying one thing and one is saying the other, and you listen to money, I told you this could be painful right here, but again, it's for your own good. How about number three, and we're done, okay, get through this hard part. When God says, hey, count the cost, and that's what the Bible says, count the cost, can you afford it? When God says, count the cost and don't go into debt, and you go ahead and buy it anyway, who are you listening to? Who are you serving? Now, if you can be honest with yourself, at the end of those three questions, let me ask you again, don't answer. Are you serving God or are you serving mammon? I got some rough news for you this morning. God says you can't do both. And that's where I think a lot of people actually fall. Well, you know, I can can handle it both. I I can do what I want to do and I can do what God says at the same time. As you just saw, that's not the case. God and mammon both say, if you commit to me, you'll have something that provides you with purpose, meaning, happiness, and what life is all about. That's what God says, and guess what? That's what a lot of people think money says. If you have me, if you have money, you're going to have purpose in life, you're going to have meaning in life, you're going to have happiness in life, and that's what life is really all about. And guess what? God's saying the same thing, and you have to choose. You can't serve both. Now, why should this matter to you? Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And that's what God knows. And that's what God wants. And trust me, it's in your best interest. It's in your spouse's best interest. It's in your children's best interest that your treasure be with God. That you treasure him. Because your heart follows your treasure. Now, what do you treasure most? Based on that little self-test we just did. God or mammon. A man or woman should never be so foolish as to give their heart to anything other than the Lord or to give their heart to mammon. So this morning... Let let me help you. Let let me encourage you to get victory. If this is an area in which you struggle, I want to help you. Because trust me, 
When you get this right, you're going to feel like you have the weight of the world off your shoulders in this particular area. So let's examine Luke chapter 16, verse number 13. And I want us to consider three reasons why it's impossible for you to try to serve God and money. Number one, you cannot serve God and mammon. Why does the Lord say that? Because they are both jealous masters. They are both jealous masters. Masters. That's why at the beginning of the verse it says, No servant can serve two masters. Why does the Bible say that? That you can't serve God and mammon? Because they are masters. They are out for mastery over you, they are jealous for you. The Bible's very explicit about that when it comes to God. Exodus 34, 14, this is how God thinks of you and me. For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Jealousy can be bad, but jealousy can be good. I'm I'm jealous for my wife. And and, and if some other man's flirting with her, and I'm jealous, in, in that case, it's a good thing. The Lord is jealous for us. That's a good thing because he loves us. And and he wants to do for us what Nothing else or no one else can do. God is a jealous God. That's why you can't serve both. You're just going to make him mad if you think you're serving him. And in fact, in reality, you're not. But mammon is jealous also. I mean, they're, they're competing against one. Well, more about that in a second. Mammon it, it, or money is jealous. In Mark chapter 19, the story of the rich man. Verse number 19. This is the Lord teaching. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. This is the Lord talking to this rich rich man. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, talking to Jesus, the young man talking to Jesus, all these I observe from my youth. This is a good guy. But the Lord knows our hearts. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. Our theme for this year, it shows up everywhere. Follow me. And look at the response. And he was sad at that saying, And went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And in verse number 23, And Jesus looked around about, and saith unto the disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? He had the opportunity to follow Jesus. He was at this point going to determine who was going to be the master of his life. And money and possessions controlled him. Giving the op- given the opportunity to follow Christ, he chose not to. Money is jealous too. It was money that had the pull on him. It was money that didn't want uh, him to give, the- give it up and go with Jesus. These two masters, money or mammon and God, are jealous because they're mutually exclusive. Now, now think about this. How, how, how popular would you be if you worked for Pepsi, delivering 
Pepsi products to stores during the day, and you told your boss as you were leaving, I'm going to go do my night job now. He said, what's that? He said, I'm going to deliver Coke. How do you think that would go over? Wouldn't go over well at all. Or you sell all state insurance in the morning and progressive in the evening. Or you install dish satellites during the day and direct satellites in the evening. How do you think that's going to go over with your bosses? It's not like working for Domino's Pizza in the morning and Home Depot in the afternoon or Shell Oil and Holiday Inn. These that I just mentioned are jealous one of another. In fact, so much so that many companies might make you sign a non-compete clause. Why? Because they are competitors. They are competing. God and money are competing. They're competing for your heart because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Again, Luke 16, 13, no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And I don't mean to sound ugly here. It doesn't matter what you think. This is the way it is. This is the way it always has been. This is the way it is going to be. It's in your best interest to get on board. It's in your best interest to get on board. A man that tries to both love his wife and his mistress, one of the two is going to feel despised. One of the two is going to feel hated. One is going to say, you cheated on me. God tells us, he is saying, I created you for me, not money. You need more of me. I will satisfy you. I will make you happy. Money says, you, don't, you need me, not God. You need more of me. I, money, will satisfy. I will make you happy. God says, you'll be more content. You'll sleep better if you serve me. Money says, serve me. Money and God are jealous masters. Money doesn't like God being in control, as we saw with the rich young ruler. And God certainly doesn't like money being in control. So number one, you cannot serve God and mammon. Why? Because they are jealous masters. They are mutually exclusive. Number two, you cannot serve God and mammon because they both have competing agendas. They have competing agendas agendas. Luke 16, 13 says, no servant can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. God's agenda is very simple. He wants you to love him and love him supremely above all else. Matthew twenty two thirty seven says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. There's no room for compromise there. There's, there's no room for a, a mistress there. Money's agenda, though, is for you to love it. It's two separate agendas. And the wise man and woman in this room will understand this. They'll, they'll get it. They'll buy into it. They'll be on board. Money says... Well, 1 Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. And that is acknowledging that some people have a love for money. And money wants you to love it. 
share this quote with you from one preacher. Explain the problem this way. If masters are antagonistic the one to the other, if their interests are not only different but conflicting, if to serve one of necessity puts you in opposition to the other, then it is impossible to serve two. And there may be people in this room who, maybe not even consciously, but unwittingly, has been attempting to do that for years. Has been, who would never in the past have said, yeah, I serve, I'm trying to serve God and mammon. But in reality, that's the case. Let me read you this little paragraph, illustrates. Suppose one man represents perfect honor and another represents perfect meanness. And you undertake to serve both of them. What sort of success will you have? Suppose one man be called truth and another be called falsehood and you attempt to serve both of them. Is it not plain that you will either hate the one and love the other or else hold to the one and despise the other? You cannot serve both at the same time. No man can serve purity and lust at the same time. No man can serve God, uh, good nature and anger at the same time. You see, mammon or money and God, they have differing agendas. I don't think anything illustrates the agendas better than the quotes I'm about to share with you, three of them. Number one, mammon regards man as a creature of time in this world and thinks of him, plans for him, educates him, and uses him like the beast of the field as if he only had existence here. Can you take just a second and pause and grasp the significance of that quote? It's true. Mammon or money has no sense of the spiritual. It has no sense of the eternal. It has no sense of holiness. It is all about the here and the now. now, And basically appealing to our lower instincts like we are animals. Is that the way? Is that the the God you want to serve? The God of of money or the God of, of mammon? Because that's how it's going to treat you. But secondly... But God looks upon man as a creature of eternal duration, passing through this world. You're doing yourself a favor this morning by thinking about this big picture. We get so busy with the everyday mundane things of life, how wonderful it is to come to church, take a few minutes, take a deep breath, and look at the big picture and reassess where you are and maybe identify areas in which you, you, you need to make some improvements. The third quote is this. One builds for this world exclusively. The other builds for this world and the next. It's one of the reasons why you cannot serve God and mammon. They will always be in, con- conflict, uh, in confliction with one another because they have different agendas. The agenda of God is to provide you meaning and purpose and fulfillment. Psalm 1611. That will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. 
At thy right hand there are pleasures for everyone. That's for those that choose to serve God and make sure that nothing else gets in the way or hampers that relationship. Your ultimate relationship is with God and everything else is in its proper place. There is a place for mammon. There is a place for money. But it's not something we serve. So the agenda of God is to provide you meaning and purpose in life. What you've got to be careful of is money will promise the same thing, but it can't deliver. Solomon found that out. Maybe the wealthiest man that has ever lived had everything he could conceive of, and he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes 5, verse 10, he said this, He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance With increase, you're not going to be satisfied with that. He concluded, this is all vanity. It is empty. It is unfulfilling. Money and God will promise the same thing. But they have different agendas. So you cannot serve God and mammon because they're both jealous masters. Number two, you cannot serve God and mammon because they both have competing agendas. And number three, you cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, you must choose your loyalty. Now, you may say, no, I'm not going to choose. Well, in saying that, you've chosen. I mean, that, that speaks louder than words. To say, nah, I'm going to go out of here today and not change anything. I'm, a, I'm okay. No, that, that tells me a lot. I would tell any reasonable, mature Christian a lot. In Luke chapter 16, verse number 13, at the end of that verse, it says very clearly, you cannot serve God and mammon. And if you think you're serving both, no, you're serving mammon. What's going to be your core loyalty in life? What is going to be your ultimate intentions and goals in life? You say, well, pastor, what are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that I become a monk, that I become a hermit, that I move to a Catholic monastery, and that all I own is the, the robe on my back? No, I'm not suggesting that at all. To serve mammon rather than God means you become a servant of money, and you forego the blessings of God peace, the love, the joy, the purpose, the contentment that only God can provide. But to serve God rather than mammon means you are more likely to be blessed with money. That's kind of the irony that I really want you to get this morning. To serve mammon rather than God means you become a servant of money and you forgo the blessings of God. But to serve God rather than mammon means you're more likely to be blessed with money. And Experience also the blessings of God. Peace, love, joy, and purpose in life. Did did you catch that? That's at the crux of what we're saying this morning. To live a life, maybe not acknowledging it with your words, but by your actions of just serving mammon, things never work out well for the Christian. But when you choose to serve God and you search his word for principles 
on stewardship and you're eager to hear what the pastor says from the pulpit and you will make the necessary changes and you are consciously putting God first, you're going to be more blessed in that area. You'll probably do better financially in life when you choose to serve God rather than money. Because when you put God first, it changes you from the inside out as a person. You know, there, there are so many people that are serving God. Excuse me. There are so many people out there that are serving mammon. It's all about money because I want to get this. I want to get this sports car. I want to get these new clothes. I want to get the, the, the gaming system or, or, or whatever. And they're totally serving mammon. And a lot of those people are the many horrible employees I hear about that I heard about just last night. Visiting with someone who tells me this younger generation, they're, they make, they're making terrible employees. They don't show up on time. They don't work well when they're there or, or they're on their phone the whole time. I got a text message here. Just a minute. I'll get back with you. I'm just kidding. But that's what they do. You wouldn't expect me to do that up here. So my point is, they will end up getting fired, getting laid off, not getting promoted, and they're going to struggle financially. And they're the ones that are serving mammon. But show me somebody that is serving God, and God builds your character. He builds your inner person, your your inner strength. And then you're going to show up on time. You're not going to steal from the company. You're going to treat clients with courtesy and respect. You're going to work hard. And that's going to equal productivity. And that's going to equal trust. And that's going to equal success. And that's going to equal promotion. And that's going to equal blessings. And that happens to the people that put God first. Does that make sense? Think about Joseph. Joseph was blessed. He rose to the top. He was a man of integrity, and he always put God first. And he was blessed in every way you can think of, including financially. No, you don't have to, I'm not suggesting you quit your job and move into the church here. But when you put God first, he works on you. You're you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not quenched. And you, you do better as an employee. Your work ethic goes through the roof. You're blessed. Whatever is on the throne of your heart sets the goals. It influences your decisions. And it directs your paths. So what have we learned this morning? Number one, you cannot serve God and mammon because they are both jealous masters. Number two, you cannot serve God and mammon because they both have competing agendas. And number three, you cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, you must choose your loyalty. Now, you cannot say, okay, I'm going to start serving God, but I'm not going to tithe. You're right back where you were. Okay. And again, I want you to be blessed. You know, if if you're not blessed, this church isn't going to be blessed. You know, we don't get a check from the federal government or the state government or the local government. True Bible churches like this are dependent upon the generosity of you. If you're not blessed, this church can't be blessed. Please understand that. I want God to bless you. Sharon and I have practiced these principles through the years, and we have been blessed. That doesn't mean we've been rich because we haven't been. We're not, and I don't think we ever will be. 
Unless she wins the lotto with those tickets she bought the other night. But I... Well, that's... You can't serve God and mammon. But I'm telling you, based on God's word, if you serve God, chances are your needs are going to be met. You're going to be in a position to put an offering in the offering plate. Let me read you this story. It's very short, but it illustrates a point as we close. The writer says, we cannot possibly serve both God and mammon. Then he illustrates very well, I think. When you see a dog following two men, you don't know which of them he belongs to while they walk together. But let them come to a parting road or a fork in the road. And one go one way and the other another way. Then, then will you know which is the dog's master. So while a man may have the world and a religious profession too, we cannot tell which is the man's master, God or the world, or mammon. But stay till the man come to a parting road. God calls him this way, tithe. And the world calls him that way, don't tithe. Well, if God be his master, he follows the Lord. He follows truth and righteousness and lets the world go. But if the world be his master, then he follows the flesh and the lust thereof and lets God and conscience go. And he concludes by saying, and rightly so, it is always so. So once again, we've come full circle. Luke 16, 13. We have an understanding of it this morning. You may have come in this morning, never heard of this verse, or you've heard of it, but you've never had a full understanding. I think you leave with a full understanding. No man or no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I've seen people try to do it, and every time it doesn't work well for them. One of the most freeing experiences of a person's life will be to come to understand this verse. Trust God that he is all wise and he is all loving. One of the most freeing moments in your life will come in understanding this verse. And then making the necessary changes to bring your life into compliance to this verse. Showing God objectively that he's in control. He's calling the shots. You are serving him. There's not much greater anxiety in the world than financial problems and difficulties. When you try to serve two masters, that's where you end up with anxiety. Nothing is more freeing in the world than for you to understand that you can't serve two masters. For either you will hate the one and love the other, or else you will hold to the one and despise the other. 
So understanding that God says you cannot serve God in mammon, you need to make a decision this morning. I am serving God. And any measure of that that comes along will always indicate that I am serving God by however it might be measured. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's word. If you have any questions about Myo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.